0: Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking fucking Killing Me. me. I'm Rainey. And I'm
1: Corinne. And thank you guys for listening today. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. I hope you didn't compulsively, obsessively
0: watch the election results. And as you may know, we have no idea who is going to win. But hopefully by this point you're listening, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Right now we don't. Yeah. It boggles my mind. Yeah. Nevada, what's going on, guys? Count those fucking ballots. Yeah. Get out of the casino and count your ballots. <laughs> Are the casinos still open? I don't know. Oh, God. So yes, we hope everybody um, isn't spiraling after the election and we're manifesting good
1: thoughts. Yeah, hope you're healthy, mm-hmm. safe.
0: Um, if you haven't been by our Patreon page yet, please go check it out. See what we have to offer. We'd love if you just took the time and donated even a dollar a month, $2 a month, whatever you can afford to help this keep going. If you're listening to this, think about like every time you listen to an episode, all you
1: pay is a dollar. And then donate I mean, if you're doing a dollar a month and you get four episodes a month, you're paying 25 cents an episode. Exactly. Which like doesn't go to our pocket. Yeah. It goes into our gear, craft services, Mm -hmm. paying for our hosting, Mm -hmm. paying Devin, Mm -hmm. Exactly. So
0: (laughs) if you have some money to spare, we would really appreciate you going to our Patreon page and uh, donating, letting us know what you think. Leave us a review on iTunes. We need those reviews. We need those stars. Yes. Thank you. Thanks guys. This week we have Oksana Berta,
1: Visual artist, ceramic artist. So lovely. I really love her work. Yeah. It's like so beautiful and I want to say like free and easy. Because the like the way she paints is free and easy. That's not the way I want to describe it either. But it makes me feel that way. It makes me feel calm. There's lots of beautiful color and lots of shaping, and it's really inspiring to look at. So go check
0: it out and go see her Instagram page. Here we go, guys.
2: Hi, my name is Oxana Berta, and I'm
1: a visual artist. Perfect. Okay. That's it. Nice. So I've been following you on Instagram for a while. Did you just move studios? Was it like pre or like part? Oh my god. Yeah. 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 So, well, (laughs) it was like right in the middle of the pandemic or right
2: before. or it was before, but I have to, like, I'm moving again right now. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's not great. Um, Yeah. So I moved, like I moved January 1st or like I took possession January 1st. Yeah. Um, It was wonderful up to a point. I just have, I've had a lot of disagreements with management. Mm. Um, And I don't think I'm really asking for too much. And the breaking point was that, I kind of knew like I was already on edge so much going in and in my own bubble, like when I'm in there, it's perfect, you know, because like, it's like my own space. No one can come in. I've been able to set it up the way that I want to. And I'm really productive there, like it really works for me. Um, But I, but so, but I've been feeling anxious because I'm just like this, the building is literally falling apart around Mm me. and the repairs are either, like, not happening or are being completely neglected. And so I've been so anxious, like, all of September trying to – like, I know what's coming, but, you know, when you're like, like, I don't know what to do about it. Like, I don't know if I should be, like, making a change right now. Like, what if the second wave comes? Like, just all of this stuff because it's just so much fucking work to, like, move all your shit, you know? Yeah. Um, And anyways, but so on September 30th, like, I was just sitting on the edge of my bed being like – I just need to know, like I need to know what to do because I find giving my notice has to be tomorrow. Right. And so I come in and there's like a main area that my like room comes off of. The entire ceiling had come down and there was two inches of water on the ground. And it was just a fucking miracle that it didn't like it didn't
1: go further. Yeah. Yeah, like it
2: didn't go further into my room or like ruin anything of mine. But I was like, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. Wow. Um, Which is challenging because Toronto is just like not a great place for space. No. I mean, I'm sure you know this too. Um, Because you're both dancers, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Like finding space to, I don't know, do anything here is really difficult. But I don't know. I'm not really the kind of person to like get super down about it. Like I'm going to find something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so at first I was really stressed out because I'm like, I need to find something ASAP like it cannot interrupt myself my projects my process mm-hmm. but now I'm like whatever if I have to like wait and pack stuff up and take a sabbatical for two or three months like mm-hmm. I don't care
0: mm-hmm. right
2: it's fine because what would have happened it would have ruined all of the work and would you yeah. would you have, would you have had work. insurance
0: of that on that
2: um their contract is really um, like it protects them rather than oh yeah us tenants yeah. and the tenants so there is an insurance clause, but it's basically like, you know, if you, if basically if we deem that it seems like it was our fault, that you may get this amount of money. But there's no amount of money that's going to give me back like five years of work or progress. No, of course not. Right? Totally. Um, yeah. So it's like a pretty easy decision to just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. So right now I just like. I kind of wore myself down the last couple of days because I have like a project that I need to complete. And at the same time, I'm kind of, like, packing things and moving them and, like, buying protective stuff in case, like, every time it's rained since October 1st, like, I just lay there being like, please, God, yeah. <laughs> please, like, let nothing happen. Um, which has just been, like, not, it hasn't been a pleasant experience. No. Um,
0: on top of everything in the world, that's not another thing that you want to, like, put on your heart. No. You know? Yeah. No.
2: But luckily, like, I've had, I've had issues with like residential landlords. And so I have, um, I have contact for this paralegal who's wonderful, Mm. Nathan. Um, So I, I call them just to like, I don't know anything about commercial rent or like what I'm dealing with. Right. And so I called him and I was like, he didn't, couldn't remember me, but I'm like, Hey, it's me again. I'm in trouble. <laughs> and he kind of gave, like, he's not, they're not able to give you legal advice, A over the phone or B until you hire them until you like put a retainer down. But he's able to explain like the logistics of like what my rights are and what their rights are mm-hmm. and right. how to read a contract. So just based on that, I was able to get away in a way that was like satisfying to me. Good. Mm-hmm. I was just like able to get my deposit back and You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's what I'm paying rent somewhere. If you're not going to fucking take care of the space. (sighs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) It's so simple, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's so simple. There was no air
2: conditioning basically the entire summer. And it took me almost a week to just convince like somebody to look into it. And then it took them like a month and a half to provide just like conditioners for the rooms. Mm. It's a complete disregard for like... I'm like, do you not realize like I work full time, like this is what I do full time. I need to be here sometimes 10 to 12 hours a day. Like Mm -hmm. I can't be here. It's Mm -hmm. a boiler room. Yeah. So I used to call it the boiler room and now I call it the Bates Motel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of perfect. Yeah. Uh So that's
2: like the, my theme right now is like just packing and looking and, you know, staying optimistic. And I am optimistic.
1: How do you find Find a space for a studio? Mm. you have to be like creative
2: with it Mm -hmm. like you literally can't google art studio toronto rent like nothing comes up or like the things that come up are probably like options that you don't necessarily want or something Mm. you've already had Mm -hmm. so my approach has just been looking at like spaces that could be that Mm. trying to suss out a good relationship with a landlord I'm um, like, my eyes are open for any kind of like for rent sign and any sort of like store-facing window. Because mm-hmm. usually, um, like you can't see the back of the building, but most of the, like, the, what you see that's the storefront, yeah. has like another attachment on the back, right? that either has another business in it, or it's some kind of storage space or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking at lots of places like that, yeah. um, and my, like, my initial deadline for November 1st was making me really desperate. And now I'm just like, if I don't like the person or I feel like it's another bad agreement, I'm just out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not compromising. But that's what I'm doing basically. It's just like keeping my eyes open, like asking people, asking around. Mm-hmm. I try to mention it to everybody because I usually find like. I don't know. Out. Yeah. Like somebody yeah. will be like, oh, I know so-and-so. Or like, oh, like my mom's aunt owns blah, blah, blah. Like it's yeah. just sometimes will come together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to like, you have to make your quest known. Yeah. Like both like to the universe and to you like can manifest sur- it. Yeah. And like to mm-hmm. the surrounding community because people, people want to help. <laughs> they yeah. do. Usually, you yes. know? Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you not enjoy a live workspace? I, I don't think I can do
2: it anymore. Yeah, I did I did it. Mm-hmm. I worked out of my apartment for two years. Year one was really easy because I just had so much pent up energy and like so many like so many things that I had like longed for. Um, that I just like like the year just went by like this and it was just like. I wouldn't say effortless, but it was just like really easy to work mm-hmm. because I wanted to so badly for so long. You know, when I had a full-time job, I would wake up at 5 a.m. So I could paint for like an hour or two in the morning and then go to work. So like I really wanted it. And then in the second year, it just got really lonesome, especially when like we have six months of winter, yeah. you know, and like, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just was so lonely
0: like by myself all the time it's just you it's just just, me you're like a one woman operation yeah yeah
2: and no one cares as much as you either like you have friends who support you but they can't really be there in the trenches with you you know Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so it's been nice to have to be like in a space where there's other artists uh but it's just not good enough so i gotta get out
1: (laughs) (laughs) see the roof is Literally, Literally falling on you. The sky is falling on you. The is falling. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. not to pile on top of that. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, but you mentioned that you've had lots of issues with like Canada Post oh sending oh, your yeah. work. Yeah. And I was st- trying
2: to remember, I'm like, what did I write?
0: <laughs> um so you would send the you'd be sending a piece. Yeah. This this happened like recently. And then Canada Post fucks it up. So yeah. do you have to buy energy? insurance? on the piece before you send it? Or- so they're
2: insur- like usually um, there's like an automatic insurance that comes with uh, like a large size package that's right. automatic. Mm. But there's so much bureaucracy in you claiming it. Like my claim ticket I filed the day after it was delivered. I still haven't had a follow-up. Um, and I like thankfully the actual pieces weren't damaged, but the frame, like the glass was shattered. So like my main concern, like the the... The money isn't, it's not going to kill me. It's just like, I'm mortified at the fact that this collector was so excited. And got, and then, like, you know, when you get something huge in the mail too, she got yeah. this big package and opened it and it was shattered glass. Oh, right.
1: Like, it just, it's gutting. I hate okay. that. And that's not the relationship um, that you want to have with yeah, clients no, or customers, no. right? You want Luckily, stuff. she
2: was wonderful. And I like, my customer service, I would say is good. Like, I, mm. I feel like I took care of it. Um, in a satisfactory manner and I'm definitely gonna, you know, like I have a little Christmas package that I'll send to her as well and just make sure that there's like like a good feeling, like a feeling of being taken care of, but at the Mm -hmm. same point I'm just like, I can't believe that happened. But that was just like a lesson for me. Canada Post is cool with like certain things, but anything fragile is just not really worth it. Mm. Right. Yeah. Have you tried like UPS, like a private? So the the what I've used before is DHL. Yeah. Because I sometimes sell work through Saatchi art and they set up DHL and they're great. Yeah. Yeah. They're wonderful.
0: Yeah. They're my as soon as I see like a store or something that I'm ordering does DHL, I'm like in it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) He comes with gloves, like carefully places it. Sometimes I'll go into Canada Post and I'll say like I'll mail mail something like a small ceramic and it's packaged to like the gods. And it has fragile stickers everywhere and she just kind of like tosses it to the side and I've been like, excuse me. Like, please don't throw it in front of me, at least. Yeah. They just don't care. No, they <laughs> don't uh. care at all. DHL yeah. also gets there, like, within three days. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, fi- I find I the like the window that they give you 9 to 5 is, like, a little bit irritating. He, he always comes at 4.59. Uh. Um, <laughs> but I'm there, like, on the dot from, like, yes. 8.55 till he gets there. But it's OK. It's like, as long as it's in safe hands, I'll yeah. make that sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the point I was making in, like, the a little write-up I had sent you guys like in answer to your yes. question it's this kind of thing mm-hmm. it's like everything that's out of your control mm. and most people have their own concerns yeah and their number one goal isn't to make sure that like your working day is smooth and that you know everything that like you touch is handled as carefully as you wanted to and and that's like that is the killer
0: yeah and it
2: happens every single day yeah. it's inescapable. But now I think, like, okay, every day is going to have a problem. Like, it's just my mindset. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like the care thing you said at the beginning. It's like nobody's going to care as much as you. Nobody's going to put that same effort in as you. And as long as you can maybe let that go a little bit, Mm -hmm. it'll be okay. Let it go. (laughs) But also, like, what I find I tell people who
2: are... Like either young artists or just like people who are, you know, are are kind of like, I'm starting something new and Mm -hmm. I'm making something or like, even if it's a little side hustle, if it's not a full-time thing, just like you have to learn right away how to advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like you can't be silent about these things Um, because people like will take advantage of that almost not on purpose. Mm -hmm. It's like nobody wants to take extra time. They just want to move on.
0: Yeah. 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 I also find that if something bad happens, it happens in, like, multiples. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm having a bad day. In threes? In threes or more than that sometimes, yeah. you know? <laughs> You're like, intense? If I'm having a bad day, it's, like, one, it's, like, set my day tone, totally speaking, mm-hmm. and then it just right. falls. And I feel like sometimes I wonder if that's just, like, how the universe, that's my day. That's just yeah. what, that's what the universe had planned, or if I wonder if, like, I set the tone by You're, being miserable about something. I always
2: think about that too. I'm you like, know? am I creating so much tension that mm-hmm. I made the roof fall down in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. really think that way sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Which
0: is crazy. <clears throat> like, it's, it's really interesting how your mind can take you to some places that are just so... Have you had a day like that recently? Um... Probably. Yeah. I had one in the summer that was really bad. I had like four things happen. Like my cat went missing. I got a $400 <gasps> speeding ticket. I was like caught in traffic. The rental car wouldn't work. There was like all of these like things yeah. that happened that were just like, just like I, literally when I got the ticket, I think that was the last thing that happened. I was like, yep. I've been in the,
2: I've, I've, that's happened to me. I wasn't even surprised. More than I'd, I'd like, like...
1: like to admit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the day you called me from driving on the road, the day after, yeah.
0: Yeah. After, yeah. I literally called everybody. I was so I upset. My boy, it started off with I was going to go visit my friend at the cottage and I had to pick her up in the rental car.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it actually happened the night before
0: and it was like something with like work. <laughs> anyway, and then I get home and my boyfriend wakes up in the morning and he goes, Oh, Mills went missing last night. Like my cat. And I was like, I've been there too. How? He was like, oh, I don't know. He was on his leash outside. I turned around and then I looked away and the leash was empty. And, and I, I wish like, like, you went missing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, and then he's like, you know, he's done it before. And I was like, somehow only with you. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you're not paying attention. Maybe yeah. you had too many.
2: Feels like there's a pattern here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe it's Should you, we discuss it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I like couldn't get the rent. Anyway, yeah, it was just like. But you found the cat? Oh, yeah. Okay, you, good. Yeah. Yeah, it had gone missing in the nighttime. And then he had told me in the morning after he found him. He oh, okay. Because he felt good. you wouldn't be you able know, to tell yeah. him. He would have been. We wouldn't have been. It would have been more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's fair. But yeah, it is interesting how like sometimes you just like mm-hmm. manifest bad things, or you just like wake up and you're like, yeah, today feels weird. I What's think
2: that? it has to do with like your, obviously like your ability to cope with it and your perspective. Because mm-hmm. if you're like chipped away yeah. at it from the morning on, you're just like my patience is paper thin at this point. So, like, anything's going to set me off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes you, like, snap on somebody so it, like, continues the, yeah, yeah, Yeah. the shit
1: storm. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the reason why I think I'm psychic. Yeah? It's because I will get... Do you read (laughs) auras? No. But I've said this before. I usually get some weird notion or anxiety when something bad is going to happen. I do, too. always does. So how do you deal with that? Because that's
2: a problem of mine. Sometimes I'm like, I can feel it coming, and what am I yeah. supposed to do? I
0: turn. <laughs> I do this
1: immediately. I just, <laughs> just
0: immediately lower your pelvis to the ground. <laughs> right? Got ground? I ground myself. Uh,
1: no, I usually like turn to people, and I'm like, I'm feeling anxious. Yeah. This is why I think it's, something is going on. And I was like, is my anxiety getting the better of me? Mm. And Thank either you. they tell me. Yes, it is, and you have somebody you trust with that yeah. information. Yeah, yeah, and it's like either yes, it is, or they like talk me through it, or or we, I just ignore it, and then the thing happens. It happens, yeah. Right. yeah. So, yeah. but how often does
0: it happen where you are anxious and nothing happens?
1: All the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, how do you, how do you
0: yeah. know which which one is you know? There was
2: that meme that was going around a while back, like a couple of years ago, and it was just like we're all just cucumbers with anxiety, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> I feels so real right now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just think about like hydrating enough and like how anxious I am. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, but I do know what you mean, like that foreboding yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah, you can it like, it's really real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad there's someone to validate it for you though, because I do find most people are
1: like, no, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Are you I have like a few people or like a few a couple of good friends that I like turn to and I'm like, you need to like ground me yeah. or something.
2: And this I is, have one friend who's a therapist <gasps> and she's like oh. my favorite person oh because, gosh, because so she jealous. just approaches everything with so much compassion. Yes. And it's like if you have that, it's like the most beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's something about being grounded. But I will say that this, like, the anxiety that I've been having in the last, like, six weeks is very, very new for me. I wouldn't have called...
2: It's outside of you, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: I wouldn't have called myself an anxious person before this year. Really? Maybe, like, I get, like, worried or I get, like, anxious about situations. Yeah. Like, if I had something to bring up to somebody and I was unsure about how it would go or if I was, like, nervous about work or a performance or something. But that was situational and Mm -hmm. I can, like, talk myself out of this. Right or out of it this these last do you feel six like six weeks is part now. of it the stillness
2: i i think yes because mm. you guys perform a lot right yeah like how, how does that feel it's is that excruciating not yeah.
0: performing yeah yeah yes yeah. yeah yeah not it's not even the performing it's like not moving yes because now you have you so We've spent probably since we were let's just take an average since ten moving yeah. almost every day, every day, mm-hmm. and for like an a- hours. And then all hours. of a sudden we're just like not moving. So yeah. you have extra energy. Yeah. So if you're not working out during the day or not like commuting, you have all this extra energy, and then you can't fall asleep. Oh yeah. So it's just it's like the worst. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like a lot of built up energy that you then like talk yourself into weird
1: situations right. all the time. Right. I have been like. Mm-hmm. I recently got let go from a job, so I've been like spiraling about that. And for some reason, this week it was like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning was just like in this circle mm, of like hell, hell, yeah. And then I taught a fitness class mm-hmm. on Wednesday afternoon. Immediately <laughs> felt better. Yeah. And then was on the fr- phone yeah. with a friend, and they're like, "Oh, weird. It's like you did something with purpose, and uh. you feel better." And I was like, <laughs> "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <some> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, but like it reinforces How that does idea it feel to
2: teach right now. How
1: many people um, can you teach?
2: It must be small, right?
1: Yeah. It's under nine
2: under nine, which we've
1: been doing the whole Masked time. up. hundred yeah. percent. So that's not a regulation. I don't think that's a regulation for every single studio, but our bar three studio mm-hmm. has chosen that you have to wear a mask the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's not an option. You mm-hmm. don't want to wear a mask. Don't come to class. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm teaching in a mask, clients are in masks. Yeah. Um, classes are only 45 minutes. They're super small. And then we also do the live stream at the same time. So there's the option
2: who doesn't want to come or whatever. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So like I taught yesterday, I had four people in class and I had like 10 on the live stream, Cool, which was great. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You
2: feel of service still. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's It's so hard. Teaching is weird. Teaching is weird. Do you teach as well? Yeah. I had lots of kids. Mm -hmm. Like I have like 12 in a class and they all have a little mask. Like little kids. (laughs) yep age range from three to oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's
2: intense but must be kind of nice like they probably take you out of it
0: I mean it's just very interesting seeing them all in their masks but it is uh yeah it does take it out when they're like ready to go right (laughs) yeah positioning their body it's very fun but I found
2: myself like like Probably the second week into lockdown, so yeah. like the, the fourth week of March or whatever that was. I was just so sad for the children and, and specifically like high school graduates and first year university. Like, can you imagine you're not allowed to like, I don't know, like party, you know, after like <laughs> no prom, like just all of that, like like, horniness and all that angst. Like, you can't express it. You have to sit at home. Just, like, and vigorously I wept. masturbate. I was so <laughs> sad for them. I mean, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully. It was just so sad yeah. to me. Like, it was heartbreaking. And then I listened recently to, um, I think it was The Daily. or the I big story. The Daily. So good. Like, such, such great... It just makes me feel safe. Like, mm-hmm. always such measured. Yes. Like, not super emotional, but, mm-hmm. like, compassionate responses to, like, what we're going through. But... I, I'm, it must have been it must have been that one, because I'm pretty sure it was an American school, but they did an episode with, like, a college student, and they just talk about a day in the life, and she is a sophomore, so second year, and she was, like, telling um, pledges to the sorority, mm-hmm. m- virtually, that it's not always like this. Like, it is really fun. And college is usually fun. Like, yeah, oh. it just broke my heart. <laughs> it just broke my heart.
0: Yeah, I mean, they'll make up for it, but I don't know. I just feel bad. I don't know. I think there's going to be, like... A whole generation of kids who are claustrophobic because of yeah or like just not properly socialized because like <clears throat> they're gonna have so much space they hadn't have, have like a lot of space or constantly have this space so like when they when things go back to normal yeah. um, they're going to have, like, all these people around them, and I think it's going to cause, like, a lot of anxiety in them that they don't know where it's coming from. I I don't be a hypochondriac.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, it depends, like, depends on your household too, right? Mm -hmm. Because I find that that's, like, a really pivotal time to leave and establish yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're at home all day and learning from home and the only feedback you get is from your mom and dad, even from the best parents, that's so damaging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It made me so thankful for my early 20s. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I don't. Sometimes when you're coming out of it, I'm like I think I was too much. I think I was too crazy, and I'm like, no, that was fucking great. Yeah, I'm so glad I did all that. Yeah, shit. I mean, I still yeah. have those moments, like, like to all the boys I kissed, yeah. like thank you, yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like so grateful. Did you leave the house ready right for high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was out.
2: I, I. Basically, like, came back to Toronto, so I went, I went away for four years, did my bachelor's, and then I went away to do my master's out east right away in New right. Brunswick, so I was there for two and a half years, and then in the summers, like, I would plant trees, so it was oh, just, yeah. like, always just, you know, like, frigging around, like, <laughs> on my own, <laughs> so yeah, I had a lot of, like, I had a lot of independence, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
1: Do you think that like helped you be able to work so well on your own in your art practice
2: um i think it's like a combination like i think i i think a lot of the stuff is just like in my nature Mm -hmm. you know like i'm a bit of a lone wolf like i've always felt like comfortable doing things on my own or like making plans on my own or you know like going somewhere by myself right um and that that's Mm -hmm. like definitely required of you Um, not just as an artist, but like if, if you're starting like a jewelry business on your own, you know, like you can't always get a friend to go to events with you and you have to do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't be scared to call people on the phone, which like some of my friends are, you know, (laughs) let alone like demand something from somebody. Right. Um, but I think what it did for me was like, it allowed me to capitalize on some of my strengths and practice them. So I think what happens oftentimes is like, if you think about, having to do something for too long like you can really put a lot of barriers between like what you're able to do and the actual like performance of the action right Mm -hmm. like you can psych yourself out I guess is a better way to phrase that of course right Yeah. yeah and I think just yeah like being I don't know being young and like having the freedom to make my own mistakes and the freedom to decide what was best for me and what wasn't best for me is like really empowering
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, like, I, I think, like, I just can make good decisions for myself now. I'm not perfect. I fuck up. But, you know, I've just had a little bit more practice mm-hmm. maybe than some other people. Right. Less than others as well. There's other people who are way more, like, independent and forthcoming than I am, but.
0: Right. Yeah. How do you deal with, do you have any sort of, like, imposter syndrome in your work?
2: All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. I think part of it is just like being being like a woman in the arts is mm-hmm. really difficult. There's like so few examples of success. Yeah, And I think sometimes like the trap could be of you trying to really emulate sort of masculine role models, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but there is something really unique about the female experience. Yes. You know, like the female identified experience. And I think I think it's easy to get, like, get a little bit lost from time to time mm-hmm. and then question yourself, like, is my work not serious? You mm-hmm. know, like, is it like, I don't know, too airy? Is it too dainty? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like this is needed. It's not out there. Yeah, you know, the Internet has changed that, I think, in a big way, like in a yeah. significant way. But um, yeah, I definitely feel that. I think on, on like a day like we were talking earlier, if you start spiraling, mm like usually the end, like the cherry on top is being like, I'm worthless. <laughs> like on top of everything else, like I'm Ugh. worthless and everything I've done is just like not worth
0: anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, how am I helping society? Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. was, I have fully had an existential breakdown mm-hmm. over that, especially when like a lot of the discussion was like, what's essential and yes. non-essential. Yeah. But I have an answer for that if yeah. you want to hear it. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh my Yeah. So I did, I, I, I was, I was like, okay, like I need to do something for myself, and I felt like when we were coming out of lockdown and things started to change, it was really easy to be almost like on defensive and be like, okay, well, I'm not allowed to do that, I'm not allowed to do this, so I'm just passively like do my own thing on the side. But then when things started to open up, I was like, I think there needs to be a little bit more like assertiveness here. Like I have to like be part of this world, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, like, I definitely need a getaway. So I, I went up to Lake Superior for a week solo, completely unplugged. And I had started reading a book that I borrowed from the library um, a couple of months earlier. It was just like way too dense to finish in the amount of time they give you. Wait. So I bought it to bring it with me. And this book is called Nine Street Women. Um, I've like recommended to everybody. It is mother's milk. <laughs> and it's so well written, so incredibly researched. Um, and it's, it's intimidating when you look at it cause it's just like big, big. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like 700 pages or something like that. And then the bibliography is like another 200. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Oh yeah. Um, and, um, and basically the, the book is sort of like a look at the art, um, scene in New York. So mm-hmm. like the, the emergence of like the modern ex- expression, movement. Yeah. And it focuses on, um, five, five female artists with like a lot of context around them, because they were obviously like influenced and taught and, mm-hmm. you know, married and were surrounded by men. Mm-hmm. But the reason I bring that book up is because it takes, it takes place around 1920 mm-hmm. up to 1960. So there's a lot to do with World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was interesting to me, it's like a little bit of a tangent, but I, I, we never I personally never learned this at school, but especially for Americans, they didn't like they f- did not know how, like how bad and what the holocaust fully was mm-hmm. and a lot of people were in denial mm-hmm. which is just i don't know it just has so much synergy with with what's happening right yeah. now because it was unseen to them right and so as the as the war wrapped up there's just like a year or two of of finding things out because people were investigating like what happened at the camps mm-hmm. you know there was more documentation of it and it was just horrendous like surviving the war and seeing so, and a lot of the sort of like, like the core artists, a lot of them were European expats, right? So like their mm-hmm. families were affected, etc. It's like really close to home in many ways, if not geographically. Mm-hmm. And they just talk about like the big question of this one chapter is like, why, why does any kind of art matter mm-hmm. when this like, like beastly, like horrific, things are happening around Mm -hmm. us and people are dying by the millions daily. Mm -hmm. And so the way that she talks about it is she's just like war shows us like the, like the darkest, most horrendous side of humanity, like, because it's pure destruction. Mm -hmm. Right. And art is the exact opposite of that. Like it's creation, it's hope, you know, and it can, it doesn't have to be like as like beautiful and sort of like that aesthetic sense Like it can show a truth to us. But that's the whole point of it. It's like it's the complete opposite of that. Just like, like destructive, like dark, like impulse that is deep within us, and it's embracing something higher.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I was like, Whoa. I li- I literally felt healed by that. Yeah. It felt so good to read that. Yeah, because I was like, what am I contributing here?
1: Right. You know, in the middle of something like this, yeah. where you have no control over what's going on. No, yeah. and I have
2: no like my mom and i sewed masks for a hospital like at the very beginning cuz like they sent out a request or whatever but I, even that it just felt so like insignificant you know i'm yeah. like why aren't i a nurse like why aren't i like yeah. actually helping yeah yeah but it's needed it's needed and every once in a while i'll get a message from someone like i got one this summer and this person was just saying how You know somebody close to them is like suffering from addiction and it's like really difficult for them and just like seeing my work is just like really hopeful and i was like oh like that's just so nice that someone shared that just made me feel like it's not for naught. you know yeah Mm yeah yeah and then you're like i'm not
0: an imposter
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's a bomb for everything right right? Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i think that's really important For everyone to hear, I think like a lot of artists kind of had this idea of like, what am I worth right now? When I'm sitting at my house, I'm not really contributing to making this. I'm not on TV talking about, I'm not reporting it. I'm not like making the information hard. I'm not really. That's a good point too. You know?
2: Yeah. Because I think for a lot of artists, it's hard to adapt to like the digital reality of it all. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, everybody was doing something. Everybody was like making a class or Instagram lives lives or everybody's pivoting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which was like kind of wild to witness. Like it definitely was just like, oh my God, like what am I supposed to be doing? Like, should I be doing something? Right. Um, And I think there is a way, like it was overwhelming, but I think it was positive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The lives were a lot, seeing them like every, to open your Instagram. But
2: for every live that was like a little bit irritating, there was one person who needed it.
0: Yeah. Because I definitely
2: saw a few where I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like, thank God I can just listen to someone fucking talk
1: about something totally. else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think there was also this, like, interesting, with everybody going digital and everybody making things live streamed and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and a lot of festivals going online. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything became very much more accessible.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Which is, like, what I think people with, like, disabilities mm-hmm. or restrictions have been asking for for a long time. For a time. long time, yeah. And they're like, you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Why
2: haven't you been doing it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hope a lot of it stays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I hope that I would think that at this point, it would, you, you're going to have to offer. You know, my friend made such an excellent point about mm. like, you know, it's not really about like looking back and seeing what we're do, mm-hmm. doing and like thinking about our numbers going up because our numbers are never going to be zero. Right. We're mean, never in terms of cases. Just, sorry, in terms yeah. of cases for COVID. Our numbers are never going to be zero. No. And that's just something we have to like understand now. But how we move forward is learning how we can make it accessible for people who are not safe to go out, outdoors, yeah. yes, people that are immune-compromised. And being
2: mindful of them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because you feel fine, you don't want to wear a mask, Like it doesn't mean that's cool. No, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, so like, how do we make everything equally accessible for people that feel comfortable eating and mm-hmm. accessible for people that don't feel comfortable lately or can't because of this and this. I know.
2: And I think there's so much gray area coming up Mm -hmm. too. Um, I like saw a little clip of Fauci doing an interview about this. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Mm. Fauci. (laughs) (laughs) On (laughs) Chris Cuomo.
2: I don't know. I don't know if they showed the interviewer. maybe it was recent. It was like the other day. It was just like a quick clip that I saw um, maybe on YouTube. And he was just saying like what it means to have a vaccine that will be dispensed. Did you guys hear this? I listened
1: to The Daily a couple days ago where they were talking about a vaccine. About that, yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I listened to that episode episode as well and they were just like, it just depends like who is going to be prioritized first of all, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, is it like people who are in danger? Is it people who are spreaders? Like it just really Mm -hmm. like changes up the demographic. But then also like it's not going to be like the vaccines here a week and like masks off, we're good to go. Like there's still going to be a lot of mediation. And I think at a certain point, like the government will, I mean, even right now it's, it's like pretty, pretty random, right? Like how things are done and like privately, but there's going to be just like a lot of gray area about public space and sharing the street. And Mm -hmm. I just think it could, I don't know, I hope it isn't, but I can see it becoming difficult for yeah. for
0: people who are, who are vulnerable yeah people are gonna have a lot of di- i think there's gonna be lots of different restrictions i mean sorry people are gonna have their own restrictions so you're not gonna be able to just go up and hug someone right away like you're gonna have to ask people weird? how you yeah what are your boundaries yes. boundaries yeah what are you comfortable I, with like
2: when i walked in i was about to be like I'm like no don't do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
1: hello right yeah, 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 yeah no um but i also think that's like an interesting and important conversation Mm -hmm. boundaries what you're comfortable with and I think we should Mm -hmm. all be more comfortable saying saying Mm -hmm. that because Mm -hmm. like that's something also like in sex positive spaces yeah you have to know your boundaries you have to like Mm -hmm. know those things you have to be able to like assert yourself yeah in those kind of ways and it's like interesting to take those conversations from those places and like put them on your regular life And not feeling bad about like you know what you're having 10 people over i don't really feel comfortable with it Mm -hmm. yeah or unless we're outside i don't really like want to come don't unless we're wearing that you know Mm -hmm. and those a you shouldn't shame people for them and b you should just like take them in stride Mm -hmm. right right yeah it's not personal no it's never personal yeah no yeah i think there's also something about
0: about also maintaining those boundaries though right like not changing them and then just how everything
2: evolves around it Yeah. yeah Everything is so, it's like the same, same, but different, different. Yeah, know? totally. <laughs> totally, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Like the amount of virtual tours and virtual experiences museums were putting out, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. This is free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like
0: finally makes sense why there's like a thousand people taking pictures of a picture at the Louvre. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know, notice that when you're at like a museum. Yeah. At, like, uh, and people are hundreds of people are taking pictures of like the Mona Lisa. Yeah, you know, like, I saw that live. Just, just like, take it in. Yeah. Don't. This is weird. You know, it's always it was always weird to me when people were taking pictures, of pictures of pictures. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, like, yeah. Like artwork. I, I know what you mean.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that stuff is so weird. It's it's also weird, like, this is, I'm sure this is a concern for, like, a lot of photographers and artists, but if people post it with a filter,
0: you're
1: yeah. like, oh, yeah, it
2: hurts.
0: It hurts yeah. so bad. I know. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Because even with, like, your work, you work with color often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, you, like, are, like, even with the blue on the shirt, it's, I mean, like, yeah. how much time do you spend thinking about, like, if this is the exact color you want a lot a
2: lot yeah so like I don't it um, it's not like um like a backhanded compliment or anything like that but like I don't use any color really out of the tube just like it's part of my process like I wouldn't say that I'm I like eat the same way like I just like everything in a pile like everything together you know (laughs) and like with color I feel the same way like I think Mm. yeah it just it's just how I work and so everything is it's it less it more happens like in the editing process mm. probably like in the moment I'm not so much I try not to control so much because it's like it's damaging frankly to like mm-hmm. be really judgmental of like the creation process but later on um, when I'm editing that's like something I really think about mm-hmm. um, but yeah and then like digital reproduction is like such a mm. such a pickle even documenting work is like such a such a process mm-hmm. yeah. Cause you, you can never make it real. No, it's never like the real thing. Right. But now more than ever, like my, especially during the pandemic, cause I can't host any studio visits. Mm-hmm. Um, soon I won't even have a space to do that. <laughs> um, like, oh, potentially I will, but you know, p- potentially not for a little while. It's like, yeah, like it's like, It's really difficult because you you have to try and make the digital experience as close to real life as possible. Yeah. But it's just
0: it doesn't quite compare. No. Mm -hmm. There's actually like a whole art form called documentation as performance, and it's all just um, performance based off documentation that you took of creating a work or of work. Oh wow. And it's like really it's like very inception. It takes you like your brain (laughs) a little bit to like comprehend what's happening. Um, it's like a whole theory yeah 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 it's like a whole theory but it's it's interesting how i don't know where i was going i just like lost my train of thought about that right, but anyway no i
2: know you're me you like you're basically saying that there's like
0: you can deconstruct the process
2: of documenting something yeah. before it even reaches somebody who's gonna perceive it as well
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah it's very interesting <laughs>
1: There's it's also like the, convoluted, it's so convoluted. Yeah. There's also like the flip side of putting everything online. Yeah. yeah. So everything's now free or right. like close to free. And it's like how we were just talking about this with someone else. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you ask or like, how do you get across to viewers or customers or whatever audience members? Yeah. Like, this is how I make my living. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for mm. it when it's I wonder, like,
2: like, do you guys find you have to educate people a lot? Like, do people ask you for free
0: shit? I mean, I I mean, it's it's a hard answer question because I feel like we get asked the question when we are like going to start our next season sometimes. And then I always have to be like, you're listening to it on Spotify. So you're you're actually paying Spotify. You realize you're not paying me. Do you
2: have a Patreon or
0: anything? Yeah, we do have a Patreon. (laughs) Yes. And also if you listen on radio public, it's easier to get more. They stopped that program. Oh, they did. Okay, never mind. Okay.
1: they used to be like, cancel, cancel, (laughs) cancel, cancel, uh, (laughs) cancel. Like really like small amounts for listens. Yeah, it was like a pilot program that didn't fly.
2: I think you (laughs) you think you like started to almost answer your own question because you started to use the language like your audience, your customer, your client. And I think when you put it in a business context, then you can figure out those boundaries. Yes.
1: You know, because you also have to identify who your customer is. And that like is a different train of thought that I was never taught in art school. No, <laughs> never. No. You were never taught no. how to be a That is the biggest person. folly.
2: Uh-uh. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. No. I think like if you were lucky and there
2: was like, sorry, but like an asshole in a critique. Yes. Who really challenged you. Like those, those kinds of people kind of taught you to stand up for your work. Yeah. Which is like a good transferable skill, but like mm. nothing about, um, running a business yeah and and nobody even nobody even pitches it as that nobody's like if you're gonna be an artist of any kind you're gonna be a business person everybody tries to divorce that which is like the most damaging thing ever yeah i hate that yeah
0: even when you have when they have you write like bios for yourself i guess right it doesn't Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone ever said like you're pitching yourself you're, like, trying to explain why yeah. you are important.
1: I, I was going yeah. to
2: be like, I didn't know that, but yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Depending, unless if you're, like, submitting for something, it's a pitch, right? Yeah. yeah. You know? I think, too, just,
2: like, it's probably a North American thing, but any kind of young professional, they're like, you're expected to complete free internships, which is mental. Yeah. It's so completely insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're just expected to, like, really give a lot, like, right off the bat, where you just gave at least four years of your time, yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 to $50,000 of money, money. Yeah. Whatever, like maybe you're in debt or maybe like your parents' money, whatever. Like yeah. you've just been like stripped raw of everything and then you're supposed to give more. Yeah. And that's like set in. It's being like, yeah, well, what do you expect? Yeah. Do you do expect yeah. any more than that. And you don't even
1: know who you are as a person. No. <laughs> because yeah. you're 22. Yeah. yeah.
2: I did a bunch of internships when I first moved to the city and they just like ruined my life. They killed me. I was miserable. I'd never been more depressed.
1: And they like, sell
0: it to you as like you're hustling you gotta hustle we're yeah, in a hustle in and bustle city and
2: nobody's nobody's there like honoring the fact that you're there for free mm-hmm. you know nobody's yeah. like being like wow like you're really working hard let me try and help you like <laughs> mm-hmm. y- nobody
1: no yeah.
2: uh, we were fully bullied yeah fully bullied yeah totally um in my experience I, I don't imagine every internship is is like terrible but were these internships with art or with your so when I first came back I was like doing a little bit of writing uh, mm-hmm. which is like part of my background and I and I and I still um I don't know I still enjoy writing but my like my degree and what I focused on was like creative writing it's so mm-hmm. like right different not that I don't know how to write other things but Yeah, I was just like, I want to explore this space. I sort of got, like, ended up kind of getting a few connections. And then Mm. my last, my last sort of like writing internship, editorial internship is what they call it, was, I don't know if you guys remember The Grid. It was Mm -hmm. like a really cool, like, designing newspaper Mm. that was free, it was a weekly. And they had won a bunch of design awards. They were just like a beautiful, like, quality paper. Mm -hmm. And they were under the Toronto Sun umbrella, this like a great, like, segue to like our business conversation because what happened to them was they just were not able to generate revenue. Right. So they, they got the word from, I had already left there, but they got the word on like Monday that they were done and the office was empty by Wednesday. Like they didn't get a goodbye issue, nothing. And I was there like maybe a couple months before that, like I was there in the spring and it was uh-huh. like midsummer I think that they closed. Yeah. And it makes more sense in retrospect because there's just so much tension. Like everybody was so miserable there. Um, so part of it was that. The other part of it was just like, I don't know, like the office hustle, Dynamics. intern, dynamic yeah, yeah. culture. Yeah, it's just crap. Um, but it was just like a really tense place to be. Makes sense why.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the act.
2: Yeah. And they couldn't. They, they were trying to like figure out their online thing, but they just couldn't fast enough. And they just couldn't, couldn't make ends meet. And they were out. yeah yeah it's hard to be in print too
0: which they were which is Mm -hmm. yeah like we talked about one of the (laughs) dying
1: art forms one of the dying yeah yeah yeah. unfortunately yeah oh god yeah it's very interesting
0: how do you so how did you like adapt to or find your like business persona because you like you said you're a one-man team yeah you work for yourself
2: yeah
0: how do you you were an artist first, let's Mm -hmm. say, and then you had to learn how to become a business woman.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, in a lot of ways, it was trial by fire. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like sometimes just being in situations where, like, I just felt taken advantage of and being like, okay, like, I should think about a boundary to set here. Right. You know, like, this isn't cool. Right. Um, Yeah, a lot of it was just like, I was like rabid for resources all the time, so... Something super useful that I did a while ago, um, I want to say four years ago, like definitely before I went full time was, I wonder if they still do this, but it's a really cool program. So the resource library at Young and Bloor Mm -hmm. has this thing and you apply to it and... um, I guess like they select a certain amount of people based on the time that this person gives, but it's sort of like a business mentorship thing. Hmm. So like put together like what you do and your business plan, Mm -hmm. mine was like pathetic. I had no idea what I was doing. What is a business plan? I don't know. (laughs) I still don't know. Um, I do know you can find templates online, which I've read and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I met with this man. Uh, I wish I could remember his name. It might come to me, but he was amazing. Just like. Gave it to me really straight, um, asked me really difficult questions. And one thing that has stuck with me like since the beginning was just like he's just like you have to serve everybody. He's like, you can't come to me and say that you're only planning to sell paintings that are like six hundred dollars to whatever to like right. three thousand dollars. He's like, you're ignoring so many different people. Right. You That's know, so interesting. he's just like, yeah, it's not he's like for any kind of he's like, I don't want to I don't want you to. Like, you shouldn't compromise your time. Like, you shouldn't right. give, a, give away things for what they, like, for less than what they cost to, yeah. like, produce or make or create. He's like, but you should figure out how to serve everybody. Because mm. if somebody has $5 to invest in you and they want to, they should have that opportunity. Right. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, an, that's like an amazing way to think about right. it because right. I think especially if we like focus just on fine art, it's not very democratic. It's like very... There's a lot of gatekeepers. It's very, it's very... exclusionary. Yeah, there's lots of barriers and art is should be for the people. Yes. You know? Yeah, it does feel like it's... So that's like a top of my mind all the time. Sorry. No, no, no that Go was ahead. me. I was interrupting you. No, more. no, no. Go ahead.
0: No, I was like, it does seem like sometimes art, people that are buying art and consuming art are either artists, which are like their economic situation is always a little bit precarious. They're not open about it maybe too.
1: Yeah. Yes. Or they're only,
0: yeah. So they're like buying, they're consuming and buying art at like down here even, and they're putting money towards it that they probably don't have. Right. Or it's like right. this type, like the investor. top 1% yeah. and the low 1%, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then this area is like all just like, oh, just fucking go to Ikea and buy a print. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I also well, like
1: what you just said, if someone has five dollars to invest in you, they should be able, able to Able to, yeah. invest yeah. is an amazing word. Yeah, I think yeah. they shouldn't spend yeah. is not the right thing
2: Buy exactly. is not the right thing. They're
1: investing in you. And yeah. I
2: think that that should be like, that's like an important thing to have in mind because it should be a relationship. Yes. Right. Like that you do have a responsibility to like, if somebody decides to be, like, part of your business in some way, like, you have to take care of them, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, that's whether by, I don't know, just, like, providing, like, a really good service from, from purchase till the end and then also just, like, continuing to, like, do what you do,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know? Yeah. Because I, I do find, like, <sighs> I have no idea who they were, but this experience stuck with me. There was, like, this company a while back, and I remember, like, loving, they had, like, this T-shirt line and sort of, like... Um, i don't even know how to explain it there's like a lot of embroidered like embroidered things was like really minimal like very very cool you know (laughs) from new york and i bought a hat from them that i loved and then i ended up buying another one a year later and i had to like dispute it because i never got it and then they just like shut down and disappeared i was like so incredibly disappointing to me as like somebody who had bought into like like their whole thing yeah um, and and then also just like uncomfortable to have to like get money back through like a visa claim rather than from the people oh, themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I just like, I tried to like remember these kinds of experiences and be like, that's not my thing. Yeah. That's not my shit. I'm not, so I don't want, want do to do that to people. No. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So that's like, I guess like that's that's a big thing I think about in terms of like a business mm-hmm. like plan or like myself as a business person. Another kind of like big revelation I've had over this past year, and coming up to December, it'll be like the third year that I'm full-time, so like officially as like a yes. like a self-employed person. And it's just like we we started with this, like nobody cares as much as you do, you know, yeah. and that includes like partners and collaborators and galleries, and I'm just much more like reluctant and also more self-possessed and I know that I like i can do a better job like i don't want to work with somebody unless they can do it better than me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so because 50 50 50 percent is a lot to give too Mm -hmm. yes and and that like at this point in the world like i have access like i have direct access to collectors in different types of ways Mm -hmm. and i know that i can uphold the like my end of the bargain Mm -hmm. and provide like give them like what they deserve and then take a hundred percent right and make my business better and buy better supplies like create more work whatever yes, whatever right. whatever etc 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 and I find like if you get into bad partnerships which I have for sure yeah that not only like do you lose out financially in a way but it just like breaks you a little bit breaks your confidence like it shatter things and right. then you're not sure-footed for the next thing and that's like I've, I've been thinking about that very much lately and
1: yeah. also robs you of an experience to grow and get better exactly I think when you like partner with people that are better at things than you mm-hmm. you gain so much yeah and they pull
2: you up mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah not to say that like there's not that you can't do that for others right mm-hmm. but that's like for certain tasks and mm-hmm. and like people there's a lot of people who just don't know how to sell
1: mm-hmm.
2: and like that's what that's what keeps the like our world turning around right now yeah. you know especially for a woman like, Financial freedom and financial stability is like the only thing we have to keep going yeah Because it's just like otherwise you're in control of somebody else.
1: Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah Is being an artist fucking killing you at
2: times, but I like it <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to fight back <laughs> yeah, perfect. yeah
0: Your answer in the email was so beautiful um I reference the song, I, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's this, it's, it's like, okay. So I have these two iPods. If you remember, I, I imagine we're like in the same age bracket. But like in high school, it was just like the square pods the big with fan the, the yeah, dial. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I have, I have like a really old one that's like cusps from middle school into high school, and then one that's like a little more contemporary that's like high school to like a couple of years of university. Yeah. And they don't work unless they plug them in. So when I'm driving really far, I'll plug them in and just listen and kind yeah. of like reminisce. And there's this, I, I think, I, I, I don't know if they have more albums than this, but it's an incredible album. Like I definitely recommend listening to it by a band called Little Green Cars. And yeah, and there's a lyric in this one song that's like, it's a really strange song, like incredibly arranged, but like the message is really like masochistic, I think. But it just <laughs> says like, this love is killing me, but I want it to. And that's how I feel. I've ha- I've ha- I've worked, I've sort of like bounced around, I've worked here, I've worked there, I've done this, and it's like I just don't want any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanna do my own thing forever. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather fight these like these demons on the here, you know, <laughs> yeah. in this arena than any other one. I
1: agree. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was my wonderful. Thank you so pleasure. Yeah,
0: thank you so much. It's
2: so nice to talk to
0: people. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Um, Where can people find your work?
2: Um, If you just search my name, my first and last name, Oksana Berta. Yeah.
0: yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yay. Thank you guys for listening. If you liked what you heard, if you had any questions, feel free to let us know, leave a review, go on all platforms, let us know what you're doing. Since Patreon came up, always feel free to go to Patreon and invest some time there. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening.
1: (laughs) Thank you.